Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Did you know that trauma can change your genes? Changing your genes with a J is good. Changing your genes with a G due to trauma, not so good. Scientists have discovered that changes in our gene function can happen outside of our DNA sequence. I know, I know. If you're not a scientist, then that might not make sense to you. But think of it as the body putting makeup on its DNA sequence that will stay there until something takes it off. And meanwhile, it changes your appearance. I'm going to talk today about epigenetics. The prefix EPI, epi, means above, outer, attached to, or after. Genetics refers to the way your genes control your characteristics. Therefore, epigenetics refers to changes that take place outside or above your DNA sequence. Molecular biologist Nessie Carey calls your DNA sequence a script, not a template. Your chromosomes determine DNA sequence, but the other actors on the stage determine, and sometimes change, your script. In layman's terms, epigenetics means that stimuli on the outside of your cells can cause a chemical reaction on the inside of your cells that either represses or makes manifest certain characteristics in your genome. So what exactly does that mean? Well, social experiences can cause epigenetic changes within us. Let's say that you walk into a cafeteria your first day of middle school, and the first day of middle school has enough trauma all by itself, and sit at the wrong table. The school bully berates you for your seating choice. Inside, your body has a chemical reaction to this social experience, which sticks to your genome, causing a future negative physical reaction to cafeteria settings. Processing the traumatic experience with a friend or family member will help you recover from the incident, and the programming gets erased. This allows you to enter the cafeteria the next day and every day thereafter. The traumatic event has occurred, and the chemical reaction gets neutralized. If you don't process the traumatic event in some way, it can become a trigger that reinforces the negative reaction. Over time, this causes a small T trauma to turn into a big T trauma, which means we need to learn to share our little traumas with a kind audience. Teach your children to do the same. If this feels outside your comfort zone, learn to process these events in a journal. Now let's talk about big T trauma. Let's say you experience abuse of some sort. This constitutes a big T trauma. Once again, the body has a chemical reaction inside the cells. Your beliefs about yourself, your role in the trauma you experienced, and how you process future trauma with a little t or big trauma with a capital T all change at the cellular level. This means your body might rewire itself to handle trauma in a certain, often negative way. Sounds, sights, smell, touch, or words can trigger a negative but involuntary response. The set of tags attached to any given cell is called an epigenome. Carlos Guerrero Bolsonaro explains, epigenetic tags can survive cell division. Thus, they can last the lifetime of the organism and pass on to the offspring. Did you get that last part? The epigenetic tags can survive cell division, and they can not only last your lifetime, 
but you can pass them on to your children. This helps explain why certain situations cause us to crave dark chocolate. It also explains why some people flinch when touched or startle at loud noises. Epigenetics and the change in our epigenome also help explain something called generational trauma. So here's a case study. Take, for example, Native Americans. White settlers and soldiers invaded their territory and tried to reprogram them to live an agrarian lifestyle. Soldiers, police officers, or priests took young children into custody and sent them away to boarding schools, sometimes thousands of miles away. The schools took away the children's identities by cutting their hair, dressing them like white kids, and punishing them for speaking their native languages. Traumatic? You bet. Especially in a time period when no one understood the effects of trauma. Those boarding school survivors had their genetic makeup changed by their trauma. No one helped them understand the trauma or offered them counseling services. Today, if a student dies, whether through natural or unnatural causes, the school immediately sends in extra counselors to help the students process the loss. This didn't happen at the boarding schools for Native Americans. Carlisle Indian School, the most famous or infamous school, had an average of 12 students die a year in its 39-year existence. Do the math on that one. 500 children died from disease, neglect, and malnutrition. No one provided counseling. Now, think of all the myriad changes possible in the genetic makeup of each of the children who attended an Indian boarding school under duress. The epigenetic changes could involve physiological changes as well as emotional changes. Sadly, Carlisle Indian School wasn't the only forced assimilation school in the United States. And even more tragic, many of the children at those schools experience physical and sexual abuse. Sociologists call this generational trauma. The students I teach today have had their genetics changed by the trauma that happened to their grandparents and great-grandparents. A takeaway from the reality of generational trauma? Treat others gently. Hesitate to blame a person for her actions or state of being. An obese child may not overeat. The coding for the way they process food and store fat may have been passed down from a trauma that their grandparents experienced. Fortunately, scientists have discovered that the sequence of molecular tags can be erased. This highlights the importance of taking care of past trauma, preferably before you have children. If you process, or in some cases reprocess, the trauma, whether it's a big T or a little t trauma, you can erase the negative effects. Some therapists have found EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy, an effective way to erase or reprogram the mind's, and therefore the body's, reaction to triggers. EMDR is not hypnosis, for those of you who don't want anything to do with hypnosis. Our third takeaway, our past doesn't have to hold us prisoner in the present, and we don't have to pass on our traumas to our children. Dealing with your past in a constructive way will help you overcome the negative effects of trauma and prevent the trauma from passing on to future generations. So don't forget the three takeaways from today's podcast. Takeaway number one, learn to share your little traumas with a kind audience and teach your children to do the same thing. Takeaway number two, treat others gently. Hesitate to blame a person for her actions or state of being. Remember, it might not be their fault. Their problems could be the unhappy result of an epigenetic tag passed down from previous generations. And takeaway number three, our past doesn't have to hold us prisoner in the present. 
and we don't have to pass our traumas on to our children. Get help now. Come back next week when I share a little bit about the book that I've been reading, The Body Keeps the Score. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.